Join the conversation. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. I got an email yesterday from Richard, and Richard wrote to me, yesterday you mentioned that you're going to try to find a suitable independent candidate to vote for in the general election next year, as you are, like all of us, uninspired by any of the current opposition parties. My question is this, with what we have experienced with coalitions, would it not be better to coax as many as possible to vote for the best of a bad bunch in an attempt to avoid the results which we have experienced to date? Of late, the DA are, instead of holding the moral high ground, behaving appallingly, but I can't think who else could form the nucleus of a coalition government. And my reply to Richard was this, it's an approach, but I've got to the point where I really want to vote for something or somebody I believe in. And if such an option presents itself next year, it's not going to, it's almost certainly not going to present itself to me in terms of my view of the world. Um, as a political party, I plan to take the option. If there is an individual standing who inspires me, I will vote for that individual. I am tired of voting for the best of an indifferent to terrible bunch. And I almost certainly will have the opportunity for voting for an independent next year. Uh, of course, I don't know at this stage who is who is going to put their name forwards and who's going to cross the barriers that you need to cross in order to be registered with the IEC as an electoral candidate. Because we do have passed by the parliamentary process, the Electoral Amendment Bill, which has been sent to Cyril Ramaphosa for signature. And uh, Cyril Ramaphosa doesn't act quickly, so who knows when he is going to sign that, or might he do, as various individuals and organizations have asked him to do, refer the bill back to the Constitutional Assembly because he has been advised that it doesn't pass constitutional muster. Daryl Swanepoel is the Chief Executive Officer of the Inclusive Society Institute. Daryl, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good to be with you. I, can I be absolutely certain that at least I will be able to filter independent candidates next year to decide if I want to vote for them? Well, currently that's an open question because if one looks at the uh, current bill that's, uh, that you uh, rightly said is uh, in front of the president for signature, we believe that the hurdles are um, too great uh, to, to allow for a wide range of independent candidates to participate. Uh, and we believe that those hurdles may in fact be unconstitutional. We have legal opinions to that effect from the law faculty of Stellenbosch. So we have actually asked uh, the president yesterday in a letter that we sent to him to um, test the constitutionality of that bill before he signs it into law. Because if he signs it into law, then it is certainly going to be challenged by civil society in the constitutional court. And that will mean uh, a delayed process for the IEC to start preparing for the election. And we're very worried that it could impede a free and fair and smooth running election. What specifically, um, Daryl, is the Inclusive Society Institute concerned about? And, and I know that these concerns are fairly widely shared across civil society organizations that are involved in this kind of process. Correct. The two main ones that we have is firstly, uh, we believe it is not in line with the equality clause of the Constitution. I'll give you an example. An independent candidate 
can stand in all nine provinces, but we cannot, he cannot add, he or she cannot add all those votes together. In other words, if he does not get elected in a specific province, he is out because he can't add all the votes together. However, a small political party with the exact same distribution of votes are allowed to add all the votes together from across the province. So even though they do not get elected in a particular province, they will secure enough votes for them to get a seat or two on the compensatory, uh, on the compensatory list. So clearly, party and independent candidates are not treated in the same way. The second big concern, the barrier to entry, is the signatures that are required. An independent candidate to sign needs to get 17,000 signatures. Now, these signatures need to be in a specific format. It needs to have the name, the voter number, the address, and the physical signature of the uh, seconding voter or the supporting voter on that nomination form. Now, an independent candidate will not get the signature from every single person that he meets. So let's be conservative and say that uh, they get one out of ten discussions that they have. That means the independent candidate will have to get 170,000 interviews in order to get those signatures. Now, we've worked I, 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 let me let me ask this question, Daryl. I mean, it, let's assume that I decide to put myself forward for election to the National Assembly. Can I not um, set up a, a Facebook page to promote my campaign no. and people can download the form from the Facebook campaign and sign it that way? Well, it needs to be a physical signature. It, it, be it cannot be signature. an electronic signature. No, not at this point. That's what we're fighting against. And we've worked, uh, we've worked out that uh, if, if, if an independent candidate would have to put a team together working full-time for them to get that signature, the signatures would take something like six months to get those signatures. But remember, the, the exact format of the, of, the, uh, of, of the template which they need to get signed from the, um, from the uh, voter is not yet designed. That, uh, that can only take place later uh, down the process once the act is in place and the uh, IEC start uh, uh, developing their regulations and, uh, and the forms and the templates, etc. So there is not much time in the process, and that is why we uh, have asked the president to rather test the constitutionality of the, of the act so they can get that out of the way right up front and get, uh, get it passed as soon as possible so that you don't put the election in jeopardy. Let me try and come up with some devil's advocate arguments. I'm, I'm not sure I can do so successfully, but what would you regard as a reasonable number of signatures to have to obtain? Because one, do, one, does, one doesn't want a situation where you have a thousand and one candidates with zero chance of election filling up, um, you know, electoral ballot papers and so on. No, exactly. I mean, there has to be some sort of barrier of entry because, remember, it has a major impact on the size of your ballot paper, mm. the length of your ballot paper. So if any Tom, Dick and Harry can stand, uh, then we're going to need booklets to go into the election. And that's going to be far too daunting. But as uh, the current situation is, um, is that uh, if a, a new political party wants to register, uh, they need to get a thousand signatures. How many? In Sorry, fact, you broke up. 1,000 1, 1, signatures. So, so, in fact, what we propose to both the Portfolio Committee and the Select Committee is that you need to, in terms of the equality clause, 
make uh, make it the same for the parties and the independents. And we suggested that the independents would need to get the same number of votes for a newly registered political party. What they did is they did make it equal, but they increased the number of uh, signatures that a new political party will need to get. So even a new small political party is going to find it difficult uh, to get onto the ballot paper. But we believe a thousand signatures is is more realistic. And that just keeps the current uh, status in place. You know, again, referring to the... Um the hypothetical situation, which I'm not planning to stand for Parliament, but let's assume I did for, the, for just for this discussion. I have a reasonable profile in and around Cape Town and in some parts of the rest of the Western Cape because of my my public profile through uh, through the radio station. And isn't it realistic to to say to me if you if you want to be in Parliament, um, then be you know uh, stand for the regional Parliament? Is it not reasonable? to ask people who want to be in the National Assembly that they have at least a modicum of support all throughout the country? Well, um, I mean, people may have different interests. An independent candidate may want to promote issues that are related to the province in which, yes, yes uh, make yourself available for election to the provincial legislature. But other people may want to uh, uh, want to pre- uh, present issues of a more national nature, maybe foreign policy or economic policy, etc., which is a national competency. So uh, the individual will have to put himself up for election to the legislature in which the cause that he stands for is basically presented. And if that is the National Assembly, then uh, then he would uh, be able to, he should be able to stand across the uh, across the country and draw votes from across the country. Uh, as as the bill currently stands, uh, he may draw uh, votes from across the country, but not enough in each of the regions to get elected in the region on the regional list, and then he falls out. Whereas we are saying they should be able to add all the votes together that he gets throughout the country. To, to determine whether because, he because that or not. because that applies to the political party if the if the number of votes and, and the number of votes that you need in order to be elected to have a seat as a member of a political party who has stood is determined by the total number of votes and so on but you know somewhere around thirty five thirty seven thousand so about if 40, a, 40, yeah. okay let's call it forty thousand so if mm. a political party which is standing in one or two provinces gets a total of forty thousand forty thousand votes in that province it has a seat in the national assembly but if mm. I get an average of three thousand votes in each of the provinces then my total is twenty seven thousand no no yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, look, uh, to, yeah, okay, yeah, I do understand. So, to, to make it to make it easy, say now you get ten thousand votes in each province, ninety thousand votes. So, an independent candidate, because he's got ten thousand votes, he's not elected. He hasn't got the forty thousand. He's out because he can't add the votes together. However, uh, a political party can add all the nine, uh, all, all all nine provinces together. They've got ninety thousand votes. Therefore, they get two two members in parliament. Completely unfair. And it sounds like Parliament doesn't want independence in their midst, well, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's political parties um, deciding on a new electoral act, and uh, political parties, I guess, um, do not want to um, dilute their chances by allowing for independent candidates to participate. Which is not what the Constitutional Court said. 
Thank you very much, Daryl Swanepoel, the Chief Executive Officer of the Inclusive Society Institute.